0: Some of you got that, amen. Sister, please have got it. All right. Isaiah chapter 49. Now you can stand and reading of the word of God. If you want to, you don't have to. Uh, just uh, if you want to. Listen, O Isles unto me, and hearken ye people from far. The Lord hath called me from the womb. From the bowels of my mother hath he mentioned of my name. And he hath made my mouth like a sharp sword. And the shadow of his hand hath he hid me. And made me a polished shaft. And his quiver hath he hid me. And said unto me, Thou art my servant, O Israel, and whom I will be glorified. Then I said, I have labored in vain, I have spent my strength in naught, and in vain, yet surely, my judgment is with the Lord, and my work with my God. And now saith the Lord that formed me From the womb, to be his servant, and bring Jacob again to him, though Israel be not gathered, yet shall I be uh, glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. Father, I love you tonight. I thank you, Lord, that you give me another opportunity to come and preach Lord, some years ago, I thought it was over with. and But Lord, I'm glad that you surprised the doctors and even myself and let me be able to come and present the word again. And I pray, Father, that you would bless now. Bless your people. Lord, as I said last week, I know they could have stayed home, nasty outside, raining, the wind blowing, and all that. Lord, the devil could have given them a good excuse to stay at home, but Lord, they come to the house of God, and help us, Lord, to be your tool that they can leave and say that it's been good to be in the house of God. Forgive us where we failed you now. Bless your word and your people in Jesus' name, amen. All right, you can be seated. Uh, We're going to look at this tonight, and uh, uh, I know y'all think I'm not really working on them eagles, but I am. But I'm sure liking preaching this stuff here. And uh, I I know what the Lord, I know how the Lord feels when he's working with his people and we don't understand what the Lord's doing with us. Sometimes we get a little upset and a little frustrated and, and all that when the Lord's working and dealing with us and trying to prepare us for something. Uh, uh, but you see, God sees the other side, always oh, sees the little picture. God sees the big picture, uh, and he knows what's, uh, what's going on and what's happening uh, uh, in our lives. And And so as we look at this tonight, uh, I want to think, and I'm having problems, hallelujah. I ain't used to this. All right, I'll get it. Sure in the world, I'll get it. Uh, I want to preach a message tonight on a, poly, a polished shaft or a polished arrow. This is what that word shaft means here, is an arrow. Uh, like how many hunters we got in here tonight? Raise your hand. All right. How many How many hunters use that there bow and arrow? All right. Okay, i tell you what we're going to do tonight. We're going to make that arrow. And we're going to kill that deer tonight, amen? I hope we ain't got none of those, what they call them, activists in here that don't like killing animals or whatever. If you are, just don't say nothing until I get through, all right? It might mess me up. Uh, Charles Spurgeon, how many's heard of him? Charles Spurgeon, great man of God, uh, years ago, uh, uh, listen, back listen back over in the eastern countries over there uh preached and hundreds and hundreds uh, of people would come out and hear him uh, and uh and and get saved but he made a statement uh, and uh his statement was uh, that his greatest desire was to be used of the Lord his greatest desire was to be used of the Lord. Now, Paul made this statement. Uh, uh, He said, uh, What will thou have me to do? Paul wanted to be used of God. May I say tonight, our greatest desire as a child of God ought to be used of the Lord. Uh, Not to... uh, 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 you know, have riches and all that. I mean, all that stuff's good. I wished I had more of it, amen. Uh, but uh, our greatest desire as a Christian, uh, not as just a person, but as a child of God, uh, ought to be uh, t- to be used uh, of the Lord. Uh, that ought to be our everyday prayer uh, uh, as we have our uh, prayer time uh, God, let me be used of thee. Uh, Paul made it. He said, what will thou have me to do? That'd be a pretty good prayer every day, wouldn't it? Uh, As we get up in the morning and have our prayer time uh, is to say, Lord, what will thou have me to do today? Uh, And so we've seen Spurgeon and Paul uh, and even us. uh, Our greatest desire should be to be used of the Lord. Now, notice in Isaiah Uh, Chapter 6, verse 8. I think they'll probably put that up there on the board. But uh, uh, our text uh, was in Isaiah 49. Isaiah 49. Now, notice in Isaiah chapter number 6 and verse number 8. Bible said, the Lord said, whom shall I send? And who will go for us and this is isaiah speaking here uh, he said uh, then said i here am i send me that's what we ought to be you say but preacher i haven't been uh, a christian very long uh, that still ought to be your desire lord send me the 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 question here uh, is who will go for us uh Isaiah said, Lord, here am I, send me. But watch this now. Watch this. Uh, from Isaiah chapter 6 uh, to Isaiah chapter number 49, uh, God used uh, and worked uh, and built Isaiah. It took him uh, what, 46 chapters to get to where God wanted him to be before he could really be used of God. Now, notice what he said here in this chapter of chapter 49. He said here in verse 2, two things, and then one thing in verse number 3. He said his mouth was a sharp a sword, or uh, and of course that's what that uh, means there, uh, uh, or era. That word sword uh, means an era, and uh, 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 and then he said a poly shaft. Well, the shaft is an era. The sword is the word. I'll get that straightened out here. The sword is this word always remember uh, time. Uh, that's why whenever i set my bible down uh, i tell somebody i say now listen be careful when you sit down by that thing it's sharp and it'll cut you <laughs> why because it's a sword that's the that's what this represents uh, is a sword well this polished shaft here that isaiah is talking about is an arrow. so isaiah says now uh the lord uh, has made my mouth the word, other uh, words, for the Lord. Uh, and then he said, he made me a polished era. And then in verse number 3, he said, uh, he made me a servant. Listen, 46 chapters later, uh, he's where God wants him to be. I, I, I guess I could probably say this, uh, that uh, that God goes through a process uh, with a young christian uh, we had we had one saved last week we had one saved the week before and may i say to these two if they're here tonight uh, uh, that god will use you uh, but he's going to prepare you uh, and uh, i don't know what he'll prepare you for what he'll use you in but god's going to use you but it takes a preparation time uh, uh, to be used uh, and so That's what I want us to notice tonight as we look at this sword uh, or this uh, uh, era tonight. Uh, Now, let's look here as we build. We're going to build an era tonight. Would that be all right with everybody? We're going to build an era tonight and and take that era and let it represent us uh, because that's how God built us. Uh, Listen, through that process of time here. Now, number one. The archer, the archer, he goes out and he's got to find him a piece of wood to make an arrow out of. So what the archer does is he goes out and he begins to look, he goes into the forest and he begins to look and he begins to search uh, and he's a uh, looking uh, uh, for a uh, for a piece of wood uh, that he can make him an error out of uh, and he goes around and he looks uh, and he looks uh, and he begins hey listen that's the way god does in a church service uh, uh, that holy ghost of god uh, it'll come down these pews uh, or chairs, uh, uh, each one of these things. Uh, and, man, he's a searching heart. Uh, he's a seeing, uh, listen, who wants to get right or who wants to get saved? Uh, and, listen, uh, he'll take and come around. Uh, man, he's found a piece of wood that he wants. That don't look like much of an error, does it? How'd you like to put that in your bow and shoot a deer? Y'all see that? Listen, uh, he's found what he's a looking for. I, I think if it had been me, I'd have, I'd have probably found something a little bit different than that. But that's just how God is, ain't it? I mean, listen, you can be, you can be somebody, uh, or maybe the best word would be a nobody. You can be a drunk. Uh, you can be an alcoholic. You can be uh, a druggie. Uh, uh, listen, you can be ugly. You can be Purdy, you can be whatever, but I'm telling you, God will pick you out. Are you listening to me? Uh, I, I, listen, you don't have to. You don't have to uh, have uh, all your uh, ABCs in a row. Uh, I mean, you don't have to have an education. Uh, if if it did, uh, I'd have been left out for sure. Amen. Uh, uh, so uh, so whenever whenever that archer he got to looking around. Uh, and he's trying to find, listen, something to make him an error out of. Uh, that didn't look much. But that archer seen something in it. Are you, are you listening to me? <laughs> Brother, listen. Whenever, whenever God walked that pew where I was sitting that night and I got saved on Wednesday night, uh, I didn't look like much. I promise you, I was headed to a bar after service that night. Uh, you can ask anybody in there. The only reason I was there to start with was because my brother-in-law get him off my back. Uh, and uh, after church, I told my wife, we're going to go and we're going to have fun tonight. Thank God I never made it there. But I'm, what I'm trying to say is when, when the Holy Ghost of God come down to where I was at, uh, I looked about like that stick right there. I wasn't a whole lot to look at. Uh, I wasn't, listen, friend, uh, anybody else wouldn't have picked me out, uh, listen, especially to be a preacher. Uh, uh, I, I mean, uh, to look at me uh, and to think of what I was, uh, uh, and, and then God called me to preach. Uh, I mean, who in the world would have ever thought that? I look like that right there. And I want to say go a little farther. So did you. I don't care how pretty you was. I don't care how dignified you was. You looked like that when God started with you. And God had to go 46 chapters later to get you to where that he wanted you to be. You see, when I got saved, I got saved. I sold out, buddy. I mean, I got, hey, when I got in, I got in. I mean, listen, uh, they was having a, that following Sunday night, they was having a women's meeting thing at the church, and all I knew was they was having a meeting, and I wanted to get in on it, Sister Blisa. <laughs> Needless to say, they didn't let me in. I, I mean, hey, friend, uh, I done got what I was uh, looking for uh, I mean, I was looking for some joy. I was looking for some happiness. I was looking for something that would help me in my life. Alcohol, I'd I'd tried about everything. And, friend, listen, it worked for just a little while. Then it was gone, and I was right back where I started from. But I'm telling you, that Wednesday night when God walked up that pew and he stopped at that pew and he picked up that uh, uh, to-be error, which was me that night, uh, I tell you, things began to shape up. What God had to do was God had to work on me and build me to make me what he wanted me to be. Hallelujah. Now, now, fashioning of the era. It don't look like much, right there. He had to go. He had to go into the depths of the woods to find him a stick or a or a piece of wood that he could use to make him an era. And I tell you, friend, uh, God, we're all clay. But I'm t- listen, clay. If I can ever get where I can preach it, I got a series on the potter and the clay. Listen, uh, I. I Whenever, whenever they go down and get that clay, it represents us. Uh, now, down in Florida, I don't know about up here, but down in Florida, whenever you go past the sand uh, and then get down past the, uh, the uh, that black dirt, the hard pan, we call it down there, you get down to clay. Now, that clay, now listen to me, it stinks. I'm talking about it smells like a rotten egg. And listen, whenever, whenever God started with me, uh, he reached down and uh, got that hunk of clay, which was me, uh, and began to mold me and make me. Uh, but I'm telling you, I stunk. Uh, I wasn't what I needed to be. Uh, I was that old clay that, that had come up. Uh, and, and, and God began to work a miracle in my life. Hallelujah, Jesus. And listen, if you've ever done anything for God, it's because God has worked a miracle in your life. Now let me show you something here. That archer came looking. This is is good. That archer came looking for the wood. The wood didn't come looking for the archer. (laughs) I done told you where I was headed after church. So... Needless to say, I wasn't looking for God. But I'm telling you, he was a-looking for me. <laughs> Whenever he was a-walking and a-looking and coming down those, those aisles and, and searching hearts, listen, he come by me, and he knew my heart was ready. I didn't know it was ready, but he did. And I'm telling you, friend, he picked me up and began to do a work in my life. Now, here's the work. Now, watch this now. He started with this to make that error god started with this to make me now now this is how the archer works the first thing the archer done was put it through the fire (laughs) he put it through the fire why preacher to make it pliable you see how crooked that thing is when you put it through the fire it begins to straighten out you can take and work with it and I mean, make that thing perfectly straight, and without breaking it. And uh, I mean, make it what you see. I hadn't got no fire. That's what it is, and uh, that's what happens when you try to do it yourself. Amen. But when God puts you through the fire, listen. He He's making you pliable. He's making you workable. He's making you where that where that you will be a tool for Him. Now, now, now. Watch this here. In 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 7. Now watch this. When I say God puts you through the fire, he's going to make you pliable now because you look like this. The Bible said that the trial of your faith may be more precious than of gold that perished. Though it be tried with fire, might be found under praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. James, one of the greatest preachers in the Bible, and probably one of the hardest preachers in the Bible. Man, you think I might be hard, or you think your pastor might be hard. Man, I don't know. You ought to be under James for a little while. Oh, man, he told it like it was, but this is what he said In chapter 1 and verse 2, my brethren, so that means he was talking to God's people, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, or you could say here various trials. He said, Count it joy. He said, Whenever you fall into trials, he said, Count it a joy whenever hardships begin to come. He said, Count it a joy whenever things ain't looking right and things ain't going right, and you feel like throwing in the towel. James said, Just count it a joy. And there's a reason for that. It's because God's putting you through the fire for a reason. He's preparing you for something great in your life. Listen, you're ready to throw the towel in. You're ready to give up. You're ready to say, God, I'm through with it. I don't want no more of it. But you see, God sees the big picture. And glory, hallelujah, I'm getting chills right now thinking about the end of this. See y'all don't know where I'm headed, <laughs> I do, and I, boy, I'm ta- I'm getting excited thinking about it, uh, and, and you know that's the way God is with you and me. Uh, uh, lost it again. I'm gonna have to settle down, I reckon. <laughs> and uh, that's the way God is with you and me when He puts us through the fire. You see. God's looking at the big picture, uh, and he sees us in the fire, and, and we're whining and crying and carrying on, uh, and God's saying, hallelujah, hallelujah. Boy, I tell you what, he's a coming along good. huh? whining and crying and caring, man, it hurts. Uh, I don't know about you, but I don't like to be burned. Uh, Listen, I don't like hard times. Uh, And you know, that's that's what happens. God's working in our life, uh, and he's preparing us. Uh, I I guess probably one of the hardest things to do uh, uh, for a Christian uh, is to wait on God. Man, we want to get in it right now. But you know, we're just not ready yet. What happens? Listen, I've seen it over and over in my ministry. What happens uh, if you get in it before you're ready? You're gonna get burnt out and want to quit everything. Listen to me now. I'm telling you the truth. It, listen, if we try, if we try to, if we try to kill that deer with that, I tell you, we're in trouble. If you try to do the work for God and you're still looking like that, you're in trouble. And so what God does, he puts you through the fire. And uh, listen, we, we think about this, uh, and he's making you pliable so he can use you uh, in his great ministry and his great work. Uh, he's getting you pliable so he can use you. Uh, what's he doing, preacher? Well, number one, he's getting your mind off of your circumstances. And We got a bunch of them, ain't we? <laughs> I mean, man, we circ we circumstance crazy i mean man we've got some circumstance well i do it but under the circumstances i don't think i can preacher well that's what god's doing see he's a working on you and he's getting you away from your circumstances uh rather it be rather it be in the home whether it be on the job or or whatever that it is uh, God's a working on you. He's getting you pliable, where he can make that error straight, and where he can make you straight. Uh, listen and getting you fixed up, uh, where you can be one of the greatest assets and tools uh, for God. But you got to go through some fire. You got to go through some preparation time, and I'm telling you, it's never easy. You think you think my son hated school? Man, listen. I quit school ninth grade, but I went twelve years. <laughs> that tells you how much I like school, Amen. I, man, I didn't like it. I didn't like school, man. I just, I just didn't like it. You know, now, now, and I'm not bragging. I'm thanking God for this. I, I mean, God knows my heart. I'm not bragging to this. I mean, when I should have been learning vowels and nouns and pronouns and all them things, I, I was sleeping. And you see, when I was 11 years old, when I was 11 years old, I worked and bought my own school clothes. Are you listening to me? Down in Florida, see we got a lot of tomato houses down there. And in the town that we lived in, it was a, a tomato place. That's where there was there was probably 12 or 13 tomato houses. In other words, uh, the fields would bring truck in the tomatoes uh, and they would bring them in uh, and they would run through the thing and they'd pick out the good ones uh, and the big ones and the little ones and they'd put them in different things. Uh, and uh, I was 11 years old. Now now, now, listen, I, I mean, I couldn't uh, pick up 100 pounds or anything like that, but what I did, listen, uh, I had a stamper on there and when that box come by, Boom, I'd stamp the box. And listen, whenever whenever I got to where I could, I got that old hand truck, put five boxes of tomatoes on it, and rolled it into the semi. Eleven years old, friend, I worked, uh, and I bought my school clothes. I'd work till uh, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning and go to school the next day. And, and, and of course, needless to say, uh, Time I got home, time me and my brother, time we got home and, and got a shower and got in bed, you didn't get but two or three hours sleep. So guess where I got my sleep? You got it. <laughs> I remember I was sitting here like this right here one uh, one day in school, and, and I had my elbows like this, I had my hand like this, just like if I was reading that book. And fell out of my desk. <laughs> Honest to God, I did. I mean, I was so tired. Man, I mean, I I, I was wore out and I had my hands in my, my head in my hands and I was I was gone, buddy. And I guess I was dreaming I was in a swimming pool or something, because I fell right out of my desk. Math class. My math teacher, he knew me, and he said now, Carter, he said, You think you can wake up long enough to get back in your desk? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's another message. Amen. Circumstances. How did I get on that? Circumstances. God works in you and with you to get, get you away from your circumstances. And not just your circumstances, but, but people. You know, when we try to do something for God too early, people will hurt you. You, I mean, you know what you want to do, man. You're excited. You're fired up. How many of us fired up when you first got saved? I mean, you thought you could go to hell with a squirt gun and fight the devil. Amen? I mean, man, you was fired up. I mean, you, was, I, you thought you could fight him with a squirt gun. Uh, and, and, but listen, uh, uh, needless to say, you're, we was just wet behind the ears. Uh, and God knew that if I got into the battle right then that it wouldn't last very long i mean listen I, I i didn't have enough of I didn't have enough of the circumstances off of me uh, and and listen uh I, 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 I wouldn't let people mess with me too much because you know I just got saved and and well you know amen and uh and so God was working in my heart, getting me off circumstances and people uh, because because listen in my younger days uh, listen i, I didn't I, well. I didn't take a whole lot. And, uh, and, and so what God was doing, and God's saying this, you can't be what I want you to be and you acting like that. I mean, now he didn't come out and tell me that, but I'm sure he probably thought that. And so what he was doing, he was working in my life. He had me going through the fire. Listen, making me pliable. Listen, getting my mind off of people because people will hurt you. Are you listening to me? There's probably people that's not in church today because somebody said something about them and their feelings got hurt and they don't want to they don't want to set in their foot in another church again. Well, I'm telling you it's a shame. It hurts, man. Can you imagine how God feels? God done went out in the woods, God done found them. God's already putting them through the fire, and somebody comes up because they were so excited they wanted to do something for God, and and listen, uh, this fella or this lady over here, uh, listen, that's been saved for 20 years, uh, and and God tried to put them through the fire, but they wouldn't go, and listen, they, they don't want nobody else in the fire. Somebody say amen right there. That's good preaching. That's better preaching than you're shouting right now. I mean, there's folk these folk, listen, uh, uh, that don't want to do nothing uh, and will get mad if you do something. And so they'll go to, and they'll go to, uh, yap, 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 yap. Not to you, but to somebody else. I had, listen, I had somebody, I had somebody that I hated to see a young Christian go see them. Sister Bleson knows what I'm talking about. Because every time they did, it wasn't but a few weeks they was out of church. You know why? Yep, 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 You know, they ain't going to do nothing, and they don't want you to do nothing. And so what God does, he puts you through the fire a little bit. And get your eyes off of people. Get your eyes off your circumstances. And get your eyes off the world. I tell you, this world's a mess. Man, I... You ought not even watch news. I I get to watching that news. I get so mad. Becky run over there and just turn the television off. said, man, quit watching that stuff. I said, man, I want to know what's going on around the world. Amen. But there ain't nothing good. You can't find nothing good on the news. And I tell you why, because they're not going to put something good on there. That's another message. Amen. All right. So here we are. We started here. Now, we have went through the fire, and it's straightened it up a little bit. After you go through the fire, and after you begin to be pliable, you begin to look something like that. That looks a little better, don't it? You know why? It's been through the fire. It's been straightened out a little bit. I mean, it's starting to look pretty decent. Now, now, listen to me carefully here. Now, now, when God gets to working on you, don't jump the gun because that ain't going to kill a deer either. Don't jump the gun. Don't, don't get in no hurry. I said, well ago, the hardest thing is waiting on God. But God's a working in your life. Are you listening to me? He's working in your life. So uh, he puts you through the fire. Secondly, he takes out his sword and he begins to see all those little old thorns and stuff on there. He takes out his sword and he begins to, to cut them off. One at a time. One at a time. You sometimes get mad at the preacher about a certain message that he preaches. And all the time, it's the word that's doing the cutting on you. You see... Every time the word begins to cut on you, every time the, the sword, and I told you earlier that, that that book represents a sword, and the sword is the word. And so, and so when the preacher goes to preaching, what he's doing is he's trying to cut these thorns off of you. You see, you're not exactly where that you need. You're getting close. I mean, you're getting real close now. You're looking better. I mean, you're dressing better. I tell you what, I've seen some women, God help me, I've seen some women with so much powder on, they could blow up a ship. (laughs) You're looking good. You're looking good. Now, I ain't one of these preachers that thinks you ought not to Get a little help, amen? (laughs) You know, put a little bit of something on, a little bit. I mean, every old barn needs a little paint on it every now and then, don't it? (laughs) Somebody say amen right there. And so, and so you're looking good now. You're starting to look good. I mean, God's put you through the fire. People don't bother you like they used to. I mean, your circumstances don't bother you like they used to, but you still ain't ready. So, preacher, get up here. Now, listen to me right here. Let me give you a commercial. May I say this, that the pastor does not know what your need is. He's just preaching what God has laid on his heart. Now, there may be somebody here tonight that needs this message here. Matter of fact, I know there is, or God wouldn't have wanted me to preach it. Uh, they may be somebody trying to get ahead of God or they may be somebody wondering why in the world all this is happening to them. Well, it might just be he's got you in a little bit of fire right now or it may just be he's got the sword out cutting off these here uh, thorns on you. And so when preacher gets to preaching uh, and uh, listen, don't go to screaming and holling too bad. All he's doing is taking the word and getting you looking a little better. Are you with me? Okay, so he takes out the sword and he begins to cut the thorns off, man, I tell you that thing's starting to shape up now it's starting to look pretty good It start Would you not agree with me that it looks better than that? I didn't know I had to go deer hunting with that. I'd rather use this it ain't even ready, but uh, it sure looks better than that. That's where we started. That's where God's got us going now. I'm telling you looking good, you're looking better, folk now. Now, watch this. Now, the archer, he'll, you know, he put you through the fire. He's uh, cut on you a little bit. Now, thirdly, this is what he'll do to you. He'll take a broken piece of pottery, and uh, he'll take that broken piece of pottery after he's cut the thorns off, and he'll begin to, to rub that thing get all the bark and get all the rubbish and get all that listen, nasty stuff off of it. And let me read you a verse to go with this. Bible said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7, but we have this treasure and earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. That word, two words there, earthen vessels what that's talking about is people is people Uh, god will sometimes use people to help you god will sometimes take people broken vessels to help you i mean they've already been broke they know what it is Uh, now you're looking real good but you still need a little scraping along the way here and so he'll take that broken piece of pottery and begin to scrape that and get that, get that junk off of it. People, God uses people to prepare us. When somebody offends you, when somebody lets you down, and I'm telling you, there's not a one in here that ain't been offended, I, I'm sure. There's not a person in here who ain't been offended in some way or another by people. There's not probably a person in here who's not been let down by people and so and so he's getting your eyes off of people and getting it on him you see we're just flesh I'm gonna let you down and so what God is doing as the archer he's cutting all this stuff off and what God's doing He's getting your eyes off of people because God knows that people's going to let you down. And if and if you've got your eyes on a on a person, if you've got your eyes on a certain man or a certain woman, that's that's real spiritual. Listen, uh, when when they let you down, man, you're going you're going to be broken, you're going to be broken-hearted. And so what God's trying to do, he's trying to get your eyes off of them though though that we need to live a life that it would be good for people to follow in our footprints. Uh, but listen, friend, don't follow man. I'm saying man will let you down. God's saying, follow me. God's cutting all these people off of you, and what he's doing, he's wanting you to get your eyes on him uh, so that you can be what you need to be. Now, now we're fixing to get somewhere now. I got 14 minutes, and I don't believe I'll need all that. And everybody says, amen. (laughs) He'll take oil. After he gets everything off of it, and after he gets all the thorns off of it, and it's smooth, he'll take oil. This is the archer, and he'll rub her down real good with oil. Now, I believe probably most everybody knows what oil represents in the Bible, represents the Holy Spirit of God. Now, I'm saying that to say this. When God has you in the fire, when you've been burning, when you've been cut on, when listen, whenever you've just been through the meal, because God is preparing you, what He'll do, is he'll take that oil and begin to just soak you with it. Or the Holy Ghost of God and begin to soak you with it. Let me illustrate what I'm saying. I remember when I was pastoring in Okeechobee, Florida, uh, before I went to Bethel, I was going through a hard time. I was young then, and uh, I was pastoring, and and you, listen, you know I didn't have no education, and... Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, when I surrendered to preach, the pastor was there, and I'd done sold my house, I sold everything I had, and I was going to go to school. God help me, amen. I was going to go to school. I thought that was my answer. Well, some situations come up, and the pastor had to leave, and I'd done surrendered to preach, and I'd, I'd been preaching on Wednesday nights for uh, a couple months, uh, and so the people there at New Testament said, Well, why don't you just take it as pastor? I said, man, what are you talking about? I said, I got to preach on Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night, and I got to go visit y'all heathens and all. I said, man, y'all don't know me like you think you do. Yeah, we do. We want you as our pastor. And, you know, just to make the story short, I wound up being their pastor. And, uh, And... now, I was working. I had to work back then. They couldn't afford to pay me a salary. And I, I worked every day just like you do. And uh, and listen, I had to study. You can ask my wife. She's in the nurse. You can ask my wife. I'm telling the truth tonight. Listen, I'd stay up till 1, 2 o'clock in the morning studying. Because, listen, I mean, I I I mean I was a dumb. I was, I was dumb, man. I was dumb. I, I, I didn't know how to get a message up. And I still don't. That's why I just preach like I preach. I don't... I don't have three points and six, whatever they are. I don't know how to get them things up. I just preach from my heart, amen. Now, that's why I sent my boy to school where he could find them things and put them things together, amen. He said, Dad, I don't want to go to school. You didn't go to school. I said, you're going, son. You're going one way or the other, either either, either with two good eyes or two black eyes. It don't matter to me. You're going to school. And thank God he did, and he's a good pastor, ain't he. Somebody say Amen right there. Amen. That's good. Give him praise, Amen. He is, buddy. I love him. He's my he's my preaching hero, Amen. And uh, and but I wasn't, and so and so man, all this stuff was coming on me, and and trying to do the visiting, and trying to go to the hospital, and, and staying up till two o'clock in the morning, and getting up at five o'clock in the morning. I run a motor grader. I I, I, I built roads and. And, uh, and uh, I'd, I'd, you know, get out there, and I'd be groggy-eyed. And, and I mean, I was, I was getting in a bad way. Well, it come a rain. And I, and I, I think I told you I, I was in a bad way, wasn't I? And it come a rain, and, and uh, it didn't have to rain too hard because I wanted to go home anyhow. And so I loaded up and loaded up, you know, my labors, and, and here we go. We was working out of town, probably 50 miles out of town. And uh, and uh, the laborers was in the back, and I was driving, and all of a sudden, now, I'd been burning, I'd been in the fire, I'd been cut on, uh, you know, and all of a sudden, now listen to me carefully here, this will probably happened to you too, I just went to squalling. I mean, I'm a grown man, them laborers in the back, and I just went to squalling, not that I was hurt, but I got to thinking about God, <laughs> and I got to thinking about how good God's been to me. Hey, God called somebody that didn't even have an education, didn't even have no sense to preach His word. I'm telling you, buddy. I, listen, a, a, a preacher's got a, a responsibility. I'm, this is precious right here, and 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 I got to squalling, and I got to and I got to crying, and I. And I got to thinking, oh God, man, God forgive me for, for, for acting like I've been acting these last couple days. Uh, and I was just a squall, and uh, and uh, and I was coming down seventy, uh, uh, coming into Okeechobee, and there's a big old bridge there, uh, crosses over the Kissimmee River, uh, and it was raining cats and dogs, uh, maybe frogs too, and and uh, and I got to thinking, I I said, God. You've been so good to me, let me be a blessing to somebody. Now, God is my witness now. I got on that bridge, got on top of the bridge, and there was a young lady probably in her 20s, uh, had a little baby uh, in a a car seat, uh, and she had got on top of that bridge... uh, and, uh, and I said it was raining cats and dogs and frogs, uh, and she would hit a puddle. Uh, and, you know, them old cars back then, uh, that water get up there on them plugs and on that coal uh, and that distributor and, and drown it out. So here she is now. She's on top of that bridge, young girl, got a little baby in the back. And, uh, and I, I, I passed her, and I looked over there. And her hood was up, and she was in the car because it was raining. And I thought, man, something's wrong. I got to the other end of the bridge, spun around, come back, throwed my flashers on, got out in the rain. And I said, ma'am, I guess you're having problems or you wouldn't be sitting on this bridge. What can I do to help you? She says, I don't know. She said, I hit a puddle back there in my car. Just shut off. Well, I knew instantly what had happened. I went back to my mechanic's truck, and I got me a rag out of there, and and I got up underneath that hood, and I took that distributor cap off, uh, and I dried all around them points and all. Y'all old-timers know what I'm talking about, amen. And I dried all that out, uh, put that distributor cap back on, uh, and I looked at her, and I said, hit it, sis. She fired it up and fired up. And, boy, listen, that gloom she had turned to a big old smile and uh and uh, she said how much do i owe you i said never mind honey i said god just paid me because <laughs> on the other side of the bridge i just asked him oh god let me be a blessing to somebody like you've been a blessing to me and that's what he done oh listen what was that preacher that was that holy ghost holy spirit of god just flowing over me Listen, my wounds was a hurting. Uh, listen, but boy, when he got me all rubbed down with the Holy Ghost of God, boy, I was a feeling good. I a, has that ever happened to you? I was a feeling good. I was a feeling better because God had done something in my life and helped me with it. Now, now, now I'm going on, I'm on to try to uh, come to an end here, I think. Uh, then, then, then. Look like that. Don't forget it now. That's what you look like. He's been working on you. But, but, now, look at you. (laughs) Look at you now, friend. I know that's a little baby era, but it's an era. It's all I had. (laughs) that dude right there hurt somebody. It's ready, buddy. Hey, it's been through the fire. Hey, this thing's been cut on. This thing was hurting. This thing was pouting. This thing was, I mean, before it got to looking like this, oh, it was a sad day for this era. But look at it now. I got a message I preach. Look at me now. (laughs) That's for those who knew me before I was saved. Look at me now. All right, now here it is. He takes that arrow. It's been through everything. It's looking good. So, what does he do? He takes it and he puts it in his quiver. But it's still not ready just yet. It's it's almost there, but it ain't quite ready yet. He puts it in his quiver to dry out. Let that Holy Ghost work on it a little while. And just let that Holy Ghost just, just be a A mother to it or a daddy to it for a little while i'm telling you there ain't nothing like when the holy ghost of god just invades you and and just works with you and and helps you makes you feel good maybe maybe the choir gets up here singing a song have you ever been sitting out there in the pew and the holy ghost of god just sort of just sort of encamps around you because of that song they're singing and and i mean them bumps looks like mohills all over top of you and around you and everything because holy ghost of god you know what i'm saying So he takes it and he puts it in his quiver to let it dry out a little bit let the Holy Ghost just begin to just sweeten the pot just a little bit Isaiah 40 verse 31 watch this now but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as an angel or as an eagle they shall not Uh, They shall run and not be weary, and they shall not walk, or, or shall walk and not faint. He puts it back there so that when he does pull it out, it'll get the job done. Friend, listen to me. God is working on you, and I know it hurts. And I know you're sore. And I know, man, it seems like you've been bloody at times. Because of what God's done for you and with you and through you. But man, this is the final results. This is the final results. Now, here here it is. I'm going to wind it down right here. Here it is. Now, now, now watch this here. Now that the arrow is ready, he pulls it out of his quiver. I tried to find me a bow. You know, not one of them. Not one of them 80 pound things, you know, I'm just an Indian bow. <laughs> them the Indians shot with, amen? And I was going, I told my, my grandson in law, I, I, he's got one of those targets. I mean, he, he's got one of them 80 pound. I can't even pull a sucker back, amen? But he, and he's got a target there, and I wanted to bring it if he had, you know, just one of them Indian bows. And he said he didn't, but I was going to shoot that thing in there. It might be a good thing I didn't, amen? amen i may not be as good a shot as i thought i was but anyhow anyhow it's ready to be used now now watch this this is very important right here watch this two things i want to share with you that'll help you this will show you the big picture right here when the archer lets go of the arrow all right he's got it in his bow now and for you hunters that cheats and got sights on you thing. You ain't got that Indian bow like an Indian has. You got them sights on your bow. And man, you got that thing pulled back 80 pounds. That big old 12-point buck runs out. Good and ain't it? He comes out. You got her pulled back. You sitting up there in that stand. You got it aimed on him. You got it fo- focused in right. And you turn it loose. Now watch this now. Watch this. This is good. This is good. When he turns it loose, it hits that old twelve. It could have been a fourteen. I don't know. Point buck down on the bottom. I'm talking about Gooden boys, Gooden. And uh, he runs down the stand, runs over here to where the deer is, and you know, you know the amazing thing that when he turned that arrow loose, you couldn't even see the arrow. Zoom! 80-pound thrust on that thing. I mean, that thing shot out there like a bullet. Hit that deer. You couldn't even see it. You know what that tells me? You're going to have to do some stuff without being seen. You know, there's a lot of people don't want to do nothing if they don't get a pat on the back. Huh? There's a lot of people, listen, if they're not seen, if they're not in the forefront... Well, I don't want to be in the back of the choir. I want to be up there where somebody can see me. Or I ain't singing. See, it ain't the era. (laughs) Are you with me? It ain't the era. That era, Zoom, boy, you didn't even see that era. But the era got the job done. All right, now watch this, and I'm through. Watch this here now. The era never gets The glory. I said the error never gets the glory. No one ever run over to that deer. Now I'm going to say, please don't nothing fall out. I'm going to say that's the deer. Stand up there, deer. That error comes in there, got him. Now watch this, watch this now. That archer, he never, never, never comes over and says, oh man, what an era. Are y'all with me? Man, I tell you, that era, boy, I tell you, that's a good era. Hey, you're looking at a 14-point buck right there. Down on the bottom, hey, are you with me? You know what he does? Man, what a deer. What a deer. You see, error ain't going to get no glory. When you're what God wants you to be, you don't want none. All you want to do is get the job done. There's a lost world out there dying and going to a devil's hell. When you're what you're supposed to be, when God's been a-working on you, you don't want no glory. You know who gets the glory? That archer. (laughs) That archer. He's the one that worked on it. He's the one that found it. He's the one that got it to where it's at. That era gets no glory, but that archer gets it all. God, all I see is three zeros up there. (laughs) God found you. He molded you. He fixed you. He's got you where he wants you to be. And God wants the glory. God's the archer. God's the archer. (laughs) Every head bowed and every eye closed, we're going to. We're going to dismiss. I'm going to ask our workers if they would to come up here. We're not going to give an invitation, but I do want you up here, if you will, because somebody may want to come by in just a little bit and talk to you. You may you may be here tonight, and you may be one of those who's been pouting and crying and carrying on and, and not doing right because you've been through the fire and you've been burned. And, but listen to me, friend. It's just the fact that You're not where that you need to be, but you're almost there. Don't quit the battle now. Father, I pray.